the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Your Twin Cities radio home for business and investing news. The Biz 1440, KYCR Golden Valley. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. The Biden administration is unveiling its winter COVID-19 plans. As the cold weather months arrive, coronavirus cases are up across 90% of the country. White House COVID-19 coordinator Dr. Rajesh Shah says the most important thing Americans can do is get their updated vaccine shot. The updated COVID-19 vaccine is your best protection against the version of COVID we're fighting right now. And that report from White House correspondent Greg Clugston. Gas prices on the way down. Rita Foley reports the average price was three seventeen a gallon as of yesterday. AAA points to supply and demand. There's more gas available, but less demand for it. Why is that? Well, fewer people hit the roads as the weather starts to get worse, and there's less daylight. That is correspondent Rita Foley reporting. Starbucks workers around the U.S. began a three-day walkout on Friday. This is SRN News. I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony Madrid. I'm Staff Sergeant Smith Cal. I'm Staff Sergeant I'm Alex Staff Stevens. Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I'm proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I'm proud to be a member. And I'm proud to serve in the United States. And I am proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775, we have served our nation as a force in readiness. From combat operations to humanitarian assistance in every corner of the world. No matter where the mission takes us today, or wherever our country needs us tomorrow, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand for each other, for our nation, for us all, the few, the proud, the Marines. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. It's the King Banyan Show. How about a Fresca? Your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. He's a strange doctor. Strange doctor. We finally made it to campus. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, the Biz 1440. Thank you for being here today. Um, this is our last show before Christmas, so let me start by wishing you a Merry Christmas. Hope you are having a great time. We had uh, commencement here yesterday, fall commencement. Uh, we graduated about 70 students from my school uh, yesterday, which... Is always which is always a thing to celebrate. Um, I actually got to see uh, some uh, parents uh, of kids uh, who were gra- who were graduating from us, 
who I had known and at least one who I'd had as a student. I, I have this standing, um, I have this standing rule. The minute I end up with the grandchild of one of my former students, it is time to retire. Okay, I will be out of here by then. Um, hasn't happened yet, but I do know that I've got, uh, I've got a few, I've got uh, a parent and a child, and the child already has kids in school, and so it's like clock is ticking because uh, this is a family that's been already three generations uh, of uh, students here and, and graduates here from St. Cloud State. We are very happy uh, for every commencement. They're all fun. They're just all a blast. Um, and uh, for one, if there's anything nice to say about COVID, one, there are a few things I say. One of them is we've decided we want to do smaller graduation ceremonies. We don't do it in the gigantic gym and it takes two and a half hours to get through the names of all the people who graduated like you might experience at the University of Minnesota or something. Um, so in, instead, <coughs> we do we did five much smaller commencement exercises and they're right here in the theater that's here in the building that I'm sitting in right now. Um, and so I actually don't have to go outside in the dead of winter in my gown to go across campus down to the gym, uh, I actually get to stay inside nice and warm. That's why they wear the gowns, by the way. Did you, I always tell, during one of the exercises where I'm talking to students, I always tell them, do you know why you're wearing those gowns? And most people are like, well, no. It's like, do you know we used to wear them all the time in academia? Why did you think that was? Because we were in big, con you know, big stone castles and palaces and and large buildings that were really cold they didn't have central air and central heat and so the the gowns were meant for, to keep you warm 13 degrees right now up here in St. Cloud and so I and I thought to myself yesterday it's like yeah it's not it's glad we don't have don't have that there you know where else it would be would be bad to be um I tweeted this story at the beginning of the at, at, at some, uh, earlier this week, and it's the story about this must be from Wednesday afternoon. Um, this story was about uh, uh, Sam Bankman Freed. In case you're living under a rock right now and just have come out, this is the fellow that owns the uh, crypto, the, the former crypto exchange FTX, now bankrupt, and it looks like uh, fraud may have been involved. Um, he was arrested early in the week uh, to be uh, uh, in the Bahamas and was being held at the request of U.S. officials who want him extradited to the United States to face uh, charges of fraud, uh, a conspiracy to commit fraud, and, and, and other securities violations. Um, the story was, and on Tuesday, um, his lawyer shows up on Tuesday says, I, that uh, that SBF, his initials, uh, planned to fight extradition. He wanted to stay in, in the Bahamas. But then the, bah the Bahamian judge says, well, let's see about that. He Okay, the, the, the lawyer for SBF said, we'd be willing to pay you a cash bail of $250,000, and you can have an ankle, he'll wear an ankle monitor. And they said, ah, not so fast, my friend. You get to go to a jail called Fox Hill. Now, almost every t major city has a community. Maybe it's a named suburb. Maybe it's just a just the name of a development somewhere. But Fox Hill sounds so sweet. But it's not. Not in the Bahamas. It's a jail described as uh, being pestilent and, and has tiny cells and uses uh, buckets for toilets. Uh, it doesn't sound like fun, okay? And 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 so now he might be having a change of heart. Uh, one of the things listed in the um, in the story wrote, and I this is the piece I tweeted. People familiar with the matter said Bankman Freed, thirty, currently has his own room in the medical block of Fox Hills Maximum Security Unit, where he will remain until his February eighth extradition hearing, seven eight weeks from now. One person said Bankman Freed's relatives called the prison Tuesday night to ask whether vegan meals could be delivered to him. 
that would be a no. And he can't get he can't get he can't receive visitors due to COVID restrictions at the prison as well. That's a Bloomberg story that was posted Wednesday afternoon. You can use our our hashtag #PowKBRS to find it. And so I love the economics of this. You know, it's sort of like, well, we thought we'd fight extradition and then we'll just post bail and you can have an I'll wear an ankle bracelet while I go back to my penthouse condo uh, in this in this uh, shishi uh, little uh, neighborhood outside of Nassau. And, and the judge is like, no, go cool your go cool your heels in the jail and let's see how much you want to fight extradition. Um the economics of that are delightful, changing the calculus, and now the story basically says he might not be fighting extradition for too, too long. So SBF might be coming to face the music here in the United States before much longer because his alternatives all of a sudden don't involve a penthouse apartment in the Bahamas. Funny stuff. 651-289-4477. 651-289-4477. I thought it was... I think it's just a, 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 delightful, uh, a delightful day today. Why? Because it's the last one before Christmas. That's great. We will be here New Year's Eve. I just want... So this is sort of your, your, your uh, notice of coming uh, service. We will not be here next week. You'll get a best of New Year's Eve. I love doing New Year's Eve or New Year's Day shows because it gives me a chance to do a retrospective on the year that's passed. Tons of stuff happened in 2022. And we're going to do a top, we're going to do sort of like a, a top 10, top, top five, top 10 sort of things. I mean, I mean, this uh, Sam Bankman Freed thing is, is one thing. I mean, the whole crypto three pieces probably got to go on that list. But think about all the other things, inflation, Ukraine. Um, what I argue is probably the thing that we'll not realize, um, not realize is, is um, out of sequence and, or, or is a big thing of 2022, maybe until 23, which is the relaxation of COVID zero in China. I think that's a big thing. You know, I'm beginning to pay more attention to what's happening in the economy of the UK because it seems to me there's some there's some very important uh, events happening there that we just quite haven't uh, uh, grasped um, right now. And the fact that their central bank uh, uh, this week raised interest rates 50 basis points, but only six of the nine members of the Monetary Policy Committee, their version of the FOMC, um, only six of nine of their members voted for it. One member said 50 basis points isn't enough. I think you should go to 75. Two others said we shouldn't be raising interest rates. Things are really in a bad way. And it's like when you see a three-way vote in in a, in a central bank's uh, policy committee, that is a big deal. I won't use the expanded term that Joe Biden might use. But that's a big deal. <laughs> and, 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 and I can tell you, I read the story twice to really grasp, oh, wait, they really do have a problem there. Because when you've got a three-way vote, it means, it means that, that all your, you've got people pulling in both directions, and it makes, it makes monetary policy less predictable. It would be, it would be, in, it would be easy, I think, to think that 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 eh, well, you got one crank, and that person will eventually go away and be be busted. But you, it's not what happened here. So we're going to spend most of our time today focused on the FOMC meeting because just like just like the the Bank of England and just like the European Central Bank, who both did it on Thursday on Thursday morning, Wednesday afternoon, the Federal Reserve announced a fifty basis point increase. And of course, of course, Chairman Jay Powell, Jerome Powell, came to the podium uh, and delivered some remarks, and then took questions from the press. And I would argue they were kind of spicy. Uh, he had 
there was a couple that, that will play for you. I, and I could tell you. So you want to know what I did after graduation was over. I was here. Our graduation was 9 a.m., uh, 9, 9 in the morning. We needed five. We had we actually got done with five. We managed to squeeze everybody into five graduations. Long story. We, we, we had to reschedule things because of snow up here. So we had five. We were done about 6.45 last night. I got home about 7.30 because I literally live with, with – I literally live seven minutes from campus. Um, I get home. I get home and I have a printed copy of the transcript, and I want to say I got to look to see. I think I sent the uh, I sent my request for clips to them to uh, the the group at when did I when did I send them? Oh, hang on. Um, I must have sent them about uh, eight o'clock last night. So I had I had all my clips set up by eight. There are sixteen clips. We've got sixteen little pieces of Jay Powell to play. A little bit of uh, a little bit of Larry Summers. A little bit of Muhammad El Arian. Two big critics, and they're going in separate directions. Um, very interesting that the, that I think Summers and El Arian, who've been the two biggest critics of. Of of power now going in separate directions, and we'll see we'll see what that looks like here. Um, but uh, we're going to close in a moment here. But first, we're going to give you some messages here on the King Banyan Show on the Biz fourteen forty. <laughs> Sightseeing in Ferris, at the Mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to the Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Quit smoking, chew, and vaping with this half-price offer from the Biz 1440 and breathe freedom from nicotine. Get one program for just $250. That's half price for the faster, easier, and more effective way to quit smoking. There's a limited number of these half-off deals available. It's just $250 for one person, meaning you could save thousands this year. Call the Biz 1440 today at 651-405-8800. That's 651-405-8800. It's not over. Unplanned pregnancies still happen. I'm Marian Koharski, Director of Pro-Life Across America. In my 30-plus years, I've never seen such a concerted attempt to silence our efforts and at a time when it's most needed. There's a powerful effort to prevent and block our pro-life messages. Our billboards, social media, and digital ads are all impacted. Our messages feature a hotline number connecting callers with more than 3,000 pregnancy support centers across America, offering alternatives to abortion, free ultrasound, and pregnancy assistance. Babies' lives are being saved. The need still exists. It really does. And Pro-Life Across America needs your help. Please find us at ProLifeAcrossAmerica.org. Did you know I could suck my thumb before I was born? Yep, we all started small. Pro-Life Across America. Jim and I knew of Robbinsdale Women's Center, but didn't really know them until we toured. We were astonished by the amazing facilities and the genuine love and care the staff showed each woman that walked through the doors. That tour began our partnership with Robbinsdale Women's Center. Cindy and I have witnessed RWC's fiscal stewardship of our financial gifts. Being on the board has allowed me to see the careful discernment and prayerful thought that goes into every decision at Robbinsdale Women's Center. RWC receives no government funding and is debt-free. RWC owns all their assets and is 100% donor-supported. We're amazed at the number of abortion-minded women they serve. Weekly, five women, initially at risk of aborting their pregnancies, instead choose life. Join Cindy and I in supporting Robbinsdale Women's Center. Your gift will bring hope and life. Go to rwcinfo.org and help more mothers choose life. Let's make a difference. rwcinfo.org. Hi, everyone. This is Mary Carey from America's number one travel radio show, inviting you to join Robert and me and Rudy each Sunday as we cover the ever-evolving world of travel and explore the world together on RM World Travel. Tune in this Sunday evening at 7. 
I love Susan Tedeschi. That voice is amazing. Um, and uh, the Tedeschi Trucks Band is a... I think it actually ought to be considered a Salem favorite because it, it's one of my favorite. She was one of my favorites, and it turned out when I talked to Dwayne Patterson, producer of the uh, Hugh Hewitt Show, which you can hear on our sister station, AM 1280 The Patriot, uh, uh, weekday mornings. Uh, it turns out that uh, that uh, Dwayne, uh, the Generalissimo, was a huge fan of uh, Derek Trucks, who's uh, I call Mr. Susan Tedeschi. Uh, and they uh, they joined together in a band, and if you're a fan of that kind of music that you just heard, that's just a little clip. They make nothing bad. I'm just saying, they make nothing bad. You can buy it all. 651-289-4477 for your questions and comments. I, I am, um, I'm going to try to capture this. I, I, I don't want to spend the next, if you're thinking to yourself, he's going to spend an hour and a half on the Fed. Maybe, maybe not. I don't think so. I, I wanted you to really listen. So your average press conference from Powell now runs. He's gotten better about making them a little shorter. They used to run close to an hour. They now run about 45 minutes. The normal situation, I'm just saying this for our newer listeners, because most of my veteran listeners of the show know the routine. He gets up and gives approximately... For uh, about a six-minute prepared statement, um, and I and I've, as I've noted, nowadays it seems like they have tried to really make him more focused and briefer. The statements they're giving him to read, not just not just the FOMC presser, but all of his speeches seem now to be in that that ten-minute is about as far as I want to go, maybe a couple minutes over, maybe a minute or two under, but he's kind of been, I haven't seen any long-form Powell for some time. Uh, I, and I think I watch just about everything he says that shows up on video. Um, I've read a couple speeches that I'm guessing must have been longer, but they're not recorded. Anyway, these first five clips, I believe, are all from his uh his statement and so as he as he goes through this i want to i want to play i want to play first for you sort of some statements about what he thinks the economy is looking like and i do want to focus on two parts of what appears to be the feds i would argue evolving theory of the case of this particular of this particular Either late expansion or early recession, depending on how you like to how you like to figure things out here. Let's play this. This is uh, this is from the Powell press conference. Cut one. Today, the FOMC raised our policy interest rate by a half percentage point. We continue to anticipate that ongoing increases will be appropriate in order to attain a stance of monetary policy that is sufficiently restrictive to return inflation to two percent over time. In addition, we're continuing the process of significantly reducing the size of our balance sheet. Restoring price stability will likely require maintaining a restrictive policy stance for some time. Now, he he did not have to reiterate the significantly reducing the size of our balance sheet. He's basically recommitting to that. Um, and again, that runoff is from a balance sheet that got close to nine trillion they've been r running well over eight trillion they've been running off at a rate of 95 billion uh per episode now uh we published a quarterly business report uh last sunday and i did the the review on on thursday i know i had a person who lives here in the st cloud area who listens to this show who came in and identified himself afterwards and hey thank you for uh, coming up and saying hello and 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 for your kind your your kind comments after afterward i truly truly appreciate the opportunity to visit with you and, and to visit with anybody and and we had this pretty snowy morning here thursday but we still had about 20 people in the room we had another 60 or 70 online listening to us over over zoom uh and we were getting we were getting information from both play we we, we answered questions at the end from both audience so i don't remember 
where this question came from. But one of the questions that arose was, well, of course, the Fed's going to abandon because the, the unemployment rate gets too high. When you hear this, and I listened to the speech live, but I didn't go through and do the highlighting, like I said, until last night. Um, I listened to the press conference live, and my, my reaction to the press conference was, he's trying to tell you, really, they are not super concerned about a recession for a couple of reasons. But the fact that they, they he says, and I'm going to read this off the transcript, we are continuing the process of significantly reducing the size of our balance sheet. They made no modification. They don't, and and it's interesting to me that the reporters did not ask him about balance sheet reduction. May very well be that there that the audience is not really tuned into what the, the the reporters are not really understanding what it means or so forth. But when I was asked the question on Thursday, my response was this. And you've heard it already here on the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. But it, it bears repeating. The Fed is saying in this statement, you'll hear through these next 15 clips, the Fed is saying, we don't think there's a recession coming. We think there's going to be a soft landing, but it's a close-run thing. And we might slip into a recession. Um, and But we really have to get inflation down. We really have to get inflation down. The one thing that I, as I said on Thursday, the one thing that will get them to stop this is if the financial markets blow up. There is a, there is a, there's a third mandate. Thou shalt not break the financial markets. Um, the, that's one of the reasons I brought up, I brought up uh, Sam Bankman-Fried. We've heard over the week, we've heard over the past week that uh, the other, the bigger crypto exchange binance is coming under some stress and there's there's some desire perhaps for us to pay more attention to that i don't have time for it today i really got because i've got to do this statement but the financial markets are the thing that the fed will react to let's get again to the his theory of the case of where the economy is right now this is jay powell wednesday at the fomc press conference cut two Growth in consumer spending has slowed from last year's rapid pace, in part reflecting lower real disposable income and tighter financial conditions. Activity in the housing sector has weakened significantly, largely reflecting higher mortgage rates. Higher interest rates and slower output growth also appear to be weighing on business fixed investment. So, asserting here, we raised interest rates because we wanted to, okay, the, the housing sector weakening significantly and way and having rates weigh on business fixed investment that's a feature of monetary policy not a flaw one of my one of my regular twitter uh um uh participants uh frank often says you know basically the fed's trying to get people laid off i don't know if that's exactly what they're trying to do but it has that effect and it is a feature of policy that is what that is what they intend to do. Uh, let's continue. Cut number three. Although job vacancies have moved below their highs and the pace of job gains has slowed from earlier in the year, the labor market continues to be out of balance, with demand substantially exceeding the supply of available workers. The labor force participation rate is little changed since the beginning of the year. So that, that's, that gap of, of vacancies to... Uh, workers is still it the ratio is still above one meaning there's more job vacancies than jobs available he asserts here that the labor force participation rate is little changed since the beginning of the year the belief was that higher wages would eventually pull people back into the labor force that that are not there we haven't seen that not in the national data and as i presented at the uh, at the review on thursday up here in in little central Minnesota, in our little job market of about a hundred and ten thousand workers, we really haven't seen it. We haven't seen the decreases either. We don't think it really depends on. There's conflicting data versus between what uh, what uh, the Minnesota Department of Employment and Economic Development says. Deed what they say, and the data that I see coming out of the census. 
uh, and so forth. But if you take sort of the longer run look at at uh, population trends, looking from the from the work of the Minnesota State demographer, you would argue that that we're pretty well capped. This is the rate. This is the labor force we have right now. Is the labor force we should be expecting. We may have seen temporary these little blips, some increases in 2020 in the summer. Can't quite figure out why that happened. But by and large, we're back to the long-term downward trend that we, that we expected all the way back in 2017. Okay, so you've got that demand out there, but there just isn't the supply. Wages are increasing, and that, that wage increase is important. You know what? Let's take a break here. Uh, we're we're going to come back and finish out what he said during the what he said in his statement at the beginning of the uh, FOMC press conference, and then we'll get to the questions because the questions where the spice is in just a moment here on the King Banyan Show on the Biz fourteen forty. Yes, the sounds of Christmas, the Salvation Army bell ringing. Now hear this. Bell ringing for the Salvation Army has fallen way short. Be the hero. Register to ring at a red kettle today at SalvationArmyNorth.org slash kettle. Santa, Santa, something terrible is happening. Ho, 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 Rudolph, calm down. Tell me what's going on. I just overheard Mrs. Claus talking. Yes? She said that she's getting a new Santa. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Rudolph, I know all about it. Mrs. Claus is getting a new Santa Fe from Invergrove Hyundai. What's a Santa Fe? A Santa Fe is Hyundai's most advanced SUV. Jam-packed with safety and technology features. And its spacious five-passenger interior is like the Claus family room on wheels. Does this mean we won't have to take her in the sleigh to Pilates class every Tuesday? That's right. Ho, ho, ho. Every new Hyundai like the Santa Fe comes with America's best warranty. 10-year, 100,000-mile limited powertrain and Hyundai Assurance. You deserve a great car buying experience, and that's what you'll get at Invergrove Hyundai. Online at InvergroveHyundai.com. InvergroveHyundai.com. And they're reindeer recommended. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-764-2179. 800-764-2179. That's 800-764-2179. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. Hey, everybody. It's Charlie Kirk here. In the battle for America's Christian values, we at TP. USA Faith have stood strong in helping generations of Americans to defend their faith. Now we need your support to help us finish the year strong, ready to advance the biblical values in 2023. Would you help us defend faith and freedom right now with a tax-deductible donation? When you do, thanks to a generous $75,000 matching donation, your best gift will be doubled. Give today and help Christians stand strong in their faith. Brighten someone's day with a free e-card from the largest online Christian greeting card site, CrossCards.com. There's one for every occasion, birthdays, holidays, or just to let someone know you care. CrossCards.com is a division of Salem Media Group. Just got a note from one of my uh, former students uh, using the hashtag, using using the Twitter feed for the show. I'm at Banyan Show, the hashtag uh, pound KBRS for the King Banyan Show. She wanted to know, how do I listen to you? And it's like, yeah, just go to TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. You can listen live. You can listen uh, on your favorite on your favorite streaming apps. 
Uh, um, let's see which ones. Which ones do we use? I can never remember which ones we can use. Um, like, like I, you know, I, I know we're on iHeart. Uh, we're on, we're on, just about dang near anything you could imagine. Um, so, um, so you should be able to hear the show any way you want. But the best way to do it, what I would do, just go to Twin Cities Business Radio, click on that that uh, that listen live piece, or download the app to the. Sh- Download the app to the Biz fourteen forty. You could do that too. I have done this. Uh, there, I do not have a Bloomberg station that I can listen to here in uh, the St. Cloud area. So every once in a while, I'll just uh, use the I'll use the app to play through my car, and it's like I've got Bloomberg driving around St. Cloud. It's pretty cool. Okay, uh, it's worth it's worth trying. Six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. Don't ever call with questions and comments. Six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. I would love love to hear from you. Um, let's continue with Jay Powell. So Jay, so Jay tells you a couple things, right? He tells you a couple things. First, he tells you, you know, we notice things are slowing down. Interest rates are biting on housing. They're biting on business fixed investment. Slowing GDP growth is uh, sort of having a, a multiplier effect. On business investment, uh, almost even a little bit of an accelerator. Then he turns to this key question for, I would argue, weeks. We've been hearing from people, geez, look at that. The inflation numbers are beginning to come down a little bit using the year over year. And maybe it's time for it. And the month to month numbers are rising a little more slowly than they were before. Maybe it's time that the Fed could could stop raising interest rates. Okay. Uh, I believe this is the cut where Jay Powell grabs a giant bucket of ice water and throws it at the audience. Cut number four. Inflation data received so far for October and November show a welcome reduction in the monthly pace of price increases. But it will take substantially more evidence to give confidence that inflation is on a sustained downward path. Can't be much clearer than that. Yeah, I haven't seen enough yet. We just haven't seen enough yet. So what does the Fed put out? It puts out its uh, its median projections for inflation. It says that inflation next year will be at 3.1%, and that in 2024 it will still be at 2.5%, which is still a half percent above the 2% level that it says it's targeting. Okay. And and I don't I didn't have uh, I didn't have this particular piece pulled, but he said participants continue to see risk to inflation as weighted to the upside. Right. We don't think that, you know, and and you'll hear in the Q&A that's coming in just a moment why they think that. Okay, so let's. um, Let's um, let's move on. To, uh, let's play uh, this cut number five. We continue to anticipate that ongoing increases in the target range for the federal funds rate will be appropriate in order to to attain a stance of monetary policy that is sufficiently restrictive to return inflation to two percent over time. Over the course of the year, financial conditions have tightened significantly in response to our policy actions. Financial conditions fluctuate in the short term in response to many factors. But it is important that over time they reflect the policy restraint that we're putting in place to return inflation to 2%. We are seeing the effects on demand in the most interest-sensitive sectors of the economy, such as housing. It will take time, however, for the full effects of monetary restraint to be realized, especially on inflation. Okay, so you didn't like that bucket of cold water? Here's another. I would say it's our judgment today that we're not at a sufficiently restrictive policy stance yet which is why we say that we would expect uh, that ongoing hikes would be appropriate. And I would point you to the SEP again, for uh, our current assessment of what, of what that peak level will be. Uh, as, you, as you will have seen, uh, 19 people filled out the, uh, uh, the SEP this time, and uh, uh, 17 of those 19 wrote down a, a peak rate of 5% or more in the fives. All right. So what did you just hear? So you you heard the last part of the comment and then the very first question he gets asked. Steve Leesman from CNBC. Very first question gets asked is basically, basically what you talked about. I'm going to read his question. 
You talked about the importance of market conditions reflecting the policy restraint you put in place. But since the November meeting, 10 years declined by 60 basis point, mortgage rates down, high yield credit spreads come in, the economy's accelerated, stock market's up 6%. Is this loosening of financial conditions a problem for the Fed in its effort in its fight against inflation? Well, you think about what he just said. So I'll go back and, 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 and talk to you about what he said in, in, in cut five. He said in the, in, the, in the first of the two cuts you just heard, they okay he says in short right financial condition that over time financial conditions have to reflect the policy restraint we are putting in place to return inflation to 2%. So suppose the market went up another 6%, suppose the the 10 year treasury went to 3 and a quarter um etc. Do we think the Fed would actually not raise interest rates by maybe even another 50 basis points in February? Okay. Remember, the Fed is, if you read the charts, the Fed says we are going to be in 2023, 17 of 19, that last piece that you just heard, 17 of the 19 FOMC participants, that's the seven governors and the 12 bank presidents, said the rate in 2023, and at the end of 23, remember, when they tell you what the rate is in 2023, that's their estimate for the end of December of 2023. At the end of December 2023, they're saying that rate's going to be in the fives. Most of them say five to five and a quarter. A few, uh, a significant number of them uh, said said it might be it'd be closer to five. It'd be uh, five of them said it would be between five and a quarter and five and a half, and two even said it'd be above five and a half. Okay, that is that is two giant buckets of cold water just thrown on 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 the bull market idea that happened, and of course, stock market fell as you would expect it to fall. The Fed is basically saying, "Look, we're going to continue to raise rates until we see the inflation rate we want. We don't, you know." It's not like they don't, you'll hear some of the other questions is like, well, that's going to really be a bummer for workers. I mean, a 1% increase in the unemployment rate means 1.6 million Americans are going to lose their jobs, right? And there's some denial of that from Powell, I would say. But I'll, I'll take you back to something that said, um, got said much earlier last year, in the last year by Janet Yellen. The Treasury Secretary has said the Fed's responsible Fed's responsible for inflation and even the, a column that that was published by Yellen in the Wall Street Journal this week said once more the Fed is primarily responsible for inflation. And then when and, and said and when it was asked do you think what does that mean in terms of the in, in terms of creating a recession it said it will be acceptable she says it'd be acceptable for the Fed for the unemployment rate to stay below if it stays below five percent. In return for fighting inflation successfully, that's an acceptable price. That's not a bunch of stuffy central bankers. That's the former central banker who now holds one of the top portfolios in the Biden administration, who's saying, yeah. Two billion extra people unemployed versus where we are right now? That's an acceptable price to pay. It's a price, but it's an acceptable price to pay to keep inflate get inflation back to two percent. That would be acceptable to her. And they she just has to be it just has to be repeated over and over again. The Fed has a lot of work to do to get that rate down. Unemployment's going to have to go up. And he's telling them in this in this clip, in, it, not only in the statement, but in the very first question that was asked by Steve Leisman, and the answer that, that, that he gets back is, look, um, you know, our judgments were not in a, he says, our judgment is that we're not in a sufficiently restrictive policy stance yet which is why we are saying we expect that ongoing hikes would be appropriate. Um, 
I think there's one last clip that is is there should be a clip that goes right next to this one, right? Uh, this should be cut seven. So that's our best assessment today for what we think the peak peak rate will be. Uh, you will also know that at, at each subsequent SEP during the course of this year, we've actually increased our estimate of what that peak rate will be. And today, uh, we're, the SEP that we're published shows, again, that overwhelmingly uh, FOMC participants believe that inflation risks are to the upside. So two things are going up here, right? He's trying to say to them, look, every time we've told you what the peak rate's going to be, you guys not only don't believe us, just saying we've actually had to increase what we think the terminal rate is because we're not getting as far as we thought we were. And you'll hear him actually say, we're, we're surprised. You'll see, you'll hear it in another clip. We're not quite, we're not where we thought we would be here. So for someone to look at this, at the SEP and say, well, that's the outside. That's if everything doesn't go well. No, the Fed has underestimated what inflation is going to be. And they've had to continually bump up what they think that higher rate will be and and how long they're going to have to hold it. And that's the theme of this. this, In fact, this will be the title of the first hour, Higher for Longer. Higher for Longer. It's very clear. We'll be back with more about this in a second. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz, 1440. The Biz 1440, KYCR Golden Valley. What kind of legacy will you leave behind? Tune into this week's Money Matters with Alan Mike because they'll be discussing your legacy issues, the necessary steps you need to take to ensure your affairs are in order and that you're not leaving a mess for those you love. Whether you're young or old, rich or not so rich, this topic is critical for you, your spouse, and your loved ones. Listen to Money Matters with Alan Mike, 2 p.m. Sunday on The Biz 1440, or call them today at 855-231-6010. Okay, Mr. and Mrs. Local Business Owner, do you get calls from multiple digital marketing firms trying to sell you the quick fix to your marketing challenges? Maybe you've bought the latest tactic that some hotshot sold you and you're wondering where your results are. The problem is you know you need to market your business, but trusting a partner, well, that's been a challenge. Our solution for many local business owners is through our digital marketing solutions, Salem Surround. Salem Surround is unique because we're based on the same guiding principles that Salem Media is. We actually care about our clients and we're accountable to our results. The same care that we deliver our radio content to you is the same we do with all our digital marketing services. So reach out to us at SalemSurround.com today and we'll consult with you about your individual needs and create a customized plan to actually do what you need your investment to do. That's SalemSurround.com, a full service digital marketing solution for your business. What's your favorite high school sports memory? A late-inning rally? A game-winning shot? A photo finish? Maybe it's a pep rally or a pregame ritual. Maybe it's the euphoria of a late-night bus ride home after a hard-fought win. Maybe it's having pizza with teammates after the game. Now, imagine if it never happened at all. School sports need your help. With budgets getting tighter, it's more than the games that are on the line. It's all the traditions, the community pride, the culture of your hometown high school, plus all those memories that are on the line, too. What can you do? It's simple. Buy a ticket when you can. Go to a game. Take the whole family. Let's do everything we can to keep those cherished school sports memories alive. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. GodTube.com. Inspiration, comedy, music, faith, and fun. Get the best of GodTube every morning and start your day with a smile. Great faith-based videos sent to your inbox daily when you subscribe at GodTube.com, a division of Salem Media Group. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to the Biz 1440 at Odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Welcome back, King Daniel 
Business Show, The Biz 1440. We're working through the uh, Jay Powell press conference. It has been, um, it has been, uh, it, it is really interesting. I, 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 uh, I, I just found uh, the t- hire for longer. It's like, it, it, that is what he said. And it turned out the title of John Malden's uh, Thoughts from the Frontline, a newsletter I read every every weekend. Uh, it is titled exactly "Higher for Longer." So I'm sorry. Maybe it was imprinted in my head by, by it, that I had not even thought. I hadn't even opened the email, but maybe I saw the title there and, ju- and it just imprinted in my head. So I apologize if, if I apologize if somehow I I had un if if I did take it from him, it was it was unconsciously uh, or subconsciously doing so. Uh, but I think that's exactly right. I think it's exactly right. The the Fed has simply moved to uh, trying to tell them, look, look, the rate is higher than you. The rate's going to be higher than you seem to think it's going to be. You really ought to believe us. You really, really ought to believe this. And that's that. Maybe I should play the rest of the press conference because I think that's it. Really. In fact, let me go ahead and play this. Let's play this one more time, uh, uh, Spencer. Um, we just played it uh, before the break, but it's worth listening again. Cut seven. So that's our best assessment today for what we think the peak, peak rate will be. Uh, you will also know that at, at each subsequent SEP during the course of this year, we've actually increased our estimate of what that peak rate will be. And today, uh, we're, the SEP that we're published shows, again, that overwhelmingly uh, FOMC participants believe that inflation risks are to the upside. So, so I wanted you to hear that, you know, overwhelmingly, FMC participants believe inflation risks are up to the other side. I cannot wait for the minutes in a couple of weeks to come out. I just really would like to, to hear those. Okay, but you can hear that, you know, he's sort of like, you guys are, are you guys hearing me? There are points where I think he gets a little, he gets a little, um, he gets a little uh, um, um, testy uh, with, uh, with the questions at some point. But uh, let's go ahead and, c- and continue on. Let me play. Uh, I, I, I get some questions from a, a caller that, that I want to answer, but I'm going to wait till the top of the hour to do that. So if you don't mind, I'm just because I want to carry through th- the thought we're having here. Let's play. Uh, this is, again, the Jay Powell press conference for after the 50 percent, 50 basis point increase in the Fed funds rate on Wednesday. This is cut eight. The reports we get from the field are that uh, Companies are very reluctant to lay people off. Other than the tech companies, which is a, you know a story unto itself, generally companies want to hold on to the workers they have because it's been very very hard to hire. So, and you've got all these vacancies out there, far in excess of the number of employed people. That doesn't sound like a you know a labor market where a lot of people will need to be put out of work. So that we you know there there are channels through which the labor market can come back into balance with, with relatively modest uh, increases in unemployment, we believe. So he's tr- So this says, this is, this is one of these points that they're using, and I think this is simply, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think this is, I don't think this theory is backed, but I don't think this hypothesis is backed by a whole lot of evidence. But again, have we seen labor markets this imbalanced before could you have gathered any evidence i don't think so really but there's no reason to believe as the fed seems to believe that tightening interest rates to lower demand would in would push down wage increases now remember and i think i didn't play a whole i don't think i grabbed a lot of this because you heard it in the brooking speech that i played for you a few weeks ago go back to twincitiesbusinessradio.com go into the podcast and dig back to listen to the show we did about the brooking speech because it was an important speech it was relatively short but basically made the case that right now the driver of inflation for 2023 is going to be wage inflation and their argument is we can cool the economy and we can cool off wage inflation by removing job labor demand but not actually increasing the unemployment rate very much because there's all these excess job vacancies that are out there. We're just going to take those off. We're going to reduce the number of job ads without reducing the number of jobs. I don't have a theory of monetary policy that's, that gives me a mechanism by which that happens going to be very polite about that okay i don't have a theory that makes that work but that's the case that the fed's trying to make for you 
Let's continue. Cut number nine. As a just a matter of practice, the SEP reflects any data that's that comes out during the meeting. And participants know that they have the they know this, that they they can make changes to their SEP during the meeting well in advance of the press conference so that we're not running around. That was a very interesting point. It was something I had never heard before, right? That that the that my assumption was that at the probably before the meeting or at the beginning of the meeting at before the meeting started, the Fed writes down every Fed participant writes down their estimates of what the interest rate will be, what what GDP will be so forth. They do not they turns out they can go back and change it. So what you're getting is sort of everybody's read of everything that they've heard in the last six in the last day or even a day and a quarter because of course they could come into the to the Wednesday session. They'll start meeting again at like 9 a.m. They know their press conference their their statement needs to be out at 2 p.m. The SEP comes out at the same time. They might actually be be fiddling their numbers, looking at what other people are saying to try to get closer. So there's there's a little more hive mind there than I had thought. Just a little more than I had thought, which I thought was a really interesting observation. Doesn't relate to much else we'd said, but in terms of the SEP, that was a little nugget that we got about the operation of monetary policy that, that frankly, just to this guy who does the who does study this stuff for a living, is like, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know they could fudge the number on Wednesday morning for the number they put out on Wednesday afternoon. Oh, that's interesting. So anyway, I, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe that wasn't as interesting to you, but if you want to know what uh, tickles a, uh, a monetary economist's heart, that kind of observation really does. It's a little gift. And I and it was asked by uh, Nick Timoros, who's done a book about Powell. And so I, I thought that was uh, doubly interesting. Hey, we're going to do more Fed in the next hour. And you're going to hear more buckets of ice water being thrown on the journalists right after this on the King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-626-5252. That's 800-626-5252. 800-626-5252. It looks like a map of tiny rivers on a tiny continent. I see an intricate spider web created by spiders who studied French Impressionism in college and wear berets. I see a geometric pattern reminiscent of alien crop circles. That long scar on Frankenstein's forehead, it looks like that. A San Francisco sidewalk after an earthquake. It looks like when I spilled wine on the new carpet. Good idea to bring that up. It's Humpty Dumpty after he had that thing. Poor guy, that must have really left a mark. Stare at it all you want. It's not going away. That crack in your windshield could cost you a ticket. It hinders visibility, it's unsafe for you and your family, and it's only going to get worse. Make one call to Advantage Auto Glass. What's the advantage? Free mobile service, on-time scheduling wherever and whenever you want, the highest quality parts and adhesives. They'll settle that claim and your insurance picks up the tab. So don't let a minor annoyance turn into a major problem. Call Advantage Auto Glass at 952-423-6396 or go to ReplaceMyWindshield.com. Arby's Computer Service. 
You and your business are online today more than ever. Most people are working from home and meeting via Internet, and that means IT structures are overtaxed and Wi-Fi is humming. An outage in one of your critical systems now could be a fatal blow to your operation. Arby's Computer Service is ready and able to help. Their staff is standing by and prepared to offer assistance. If your business IT system experiences a failure, give Arby's a call. Their professional team of certified computer and networking specialists is experienced in diagnosing and solving a wide range of issues. With Arby's Computer Service on the job, you'll never have to worry about dealing with IT-related issues on your own, whether it's for your personal system or business. Arby's Computer Service knows that Internet traffic is surging, and they're available now to help. You'll always get competitive pricing, trustworthy advice, and excellent customer service from Randy and his team at Arby's Computer Service. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. The Biz 1440. K1. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.